Bill Murray. Well, I'm mistaking Dan Aykroyd for it. That's unforgivable for unforgivable. Murray. Because, it is. Yes. Did you? I know you've done some acting. You've worked with a lot of uh, high-profile people. Did you ever work with Bill Murray, Ralph? Ne- never, never. I, I'd like to tell you yes, but no, never. You know, there. I, he, I, I always found his his movies very, very interesting. He always plays the curmudgeon, but always remains, uh, or he actually emerges victorious and turns into a nice guy at the end, if you notice. That's right. That's right. You're right. Both uh, back in the 80s movies like uh, uh, Scrooged, and then, you know, you had even more modern movies like Rushmore or St. Vincent. You're exactly right. Hey, uh, Ralph, the big story that everybody is talking about up and down the state is this Wall Street Journal story in which Andrew Cuomo has indicated an interest in running this year for state attorney general in a Democratic primary against Letitia James. Your reaction, one, do you think this is going to happen? And two, if it happens, where do you think it goes? Well, he put that foot in the water, if you will, if you notice, just to test the waters. It came out okay because, believe it or not, Frank, to me, he still has his fans. I mean, there are people out there today would vote for him in a heartbeat, and I think he's relentless, and I think he he needs the limelight desperately, and I think he'll make his his bid his bid for for office. Maybe not the near future, but relatively soon. And actually, he'll do quite well. I, I really do think that. And see, to me, the most egregious part of his stint was what he did during the COVID crisis with the. Uh, the nursing home. I, I can, you know, the, the other sexual uh, allegations, I never bought the fact, Frank, that he was a deviant. I don't see him that way. I think they were rather tepid. I don't think anything was done that was so, so terrible, but I can never forgive him for the fact that they were, they made these beautiful makeshift hospitals right there at Chelsea Piers probably put together by the former President Trump, probably the reason why they were never used, because we don't want to have the for- I'm not a fan of the uh, former president, but we don't want the, the, the president to have any glory in the fact that he created such a thing. So they were never used. And he dared. And I think of my mother, who's in a nursing home, unfortunately, he dared to put the covid ridden people with these old folks, these vulnerable old folks, that to me is unforgivable. Well, I certainly concur with everything you just said. But let's say uh, Andrew Cuomo does jump into this race in the next month and he runs in the primary in June against Letitia James. Give me a prediction. James versus Cuomo, mano a womano, where do you see it going? Um, I see Cuomo uh, doing quite well. I think he, I think he, I think he actually wins. I'm not a James fan, but that doesn't mean anything. I think she's an empty, can I say empty skirt? But I, I do think that Cuomo uh, will do quite well. I, I, if I had to predict, you put me on the spot, I think he, he surprises everyone and wins out. Wow. Um, that would be quite a political comeback. You know, I was listening last night on the uh, the Cats at Night show, and Bill O'Reilly said that if he were to pick who to vote for between those two, Cuomo and James, he would pick James and, uh, excuse me, he would pick Cuomo, he said, 
And Governor Pataki, who was on the panel as well, said that if it was his choice between the two of them, because since he doesn't agree with them on either because of character, that he would pick uh, Letitia James. So it's interesting that um, it'll be interesting to see where New Yorkers go on uh, on this one. Now, uh, one story I've been very eager to get your take on because you have a lot of experience not only as a talk radio caller but uh, as a, a talk show host in your own right is a controversy that has emerged at uh, Sirius XM. Sirius XM PGA Tour host Mark Lye made some comments on the air on Saturday about the WNBA, and uh, this is what he said in case people didn't hear it. You know, the LPGA Tour to me is a completely different tour than it was 10 years ago. And uh, I, I don't know if you were working that tour back then that long ago, Craig, but you could 2011 really, to 2016. You couldn't pay me to, to watch. You really couldn't because I just I couldn't relate at all. It's kind of like, you know, if you're a basketball player, and I'm not trashing anybody, please don't take it the wrong way, but I saw some highlights of ladies' basketball. Man, is there a gun in the house? I'll, I'll shoot myself <laughs> to watch that. You know, I love watching the men's basketball. I love watching the men's golf. I never used to like watching ladies' golf. But I will tell you this. I've been up close watching these ladies play because I used to have a, a big function every year called the Lucas Cup, and I'd have LPGA players and PGA Tour players. Good luck getting some WNBA stars to, to come play. I know, I know. They're, I'm off their list. Jeez. I'm sorry about that. Now, um, he was basically praising women's golf as he said he doesn't want to watch the WNBA. Uh, but those remarks, and I've never heard of this guy before, and I don't know anything about him or his history, but those remarks have cost him his job. He was fired by Monday. Do you think that was the appropriate decision, Ralph? Of course not. Uh, those remarks, you know, that was a mouthful, by the way. Talk about putting your foot in it. You know, you're, you know, that's that's exactly what happens once you get on that roll, Frank. And it's like a steamroller going and going. I, I talked about this on my show a little bit. I had never heard of this guy either, but of course he comes to, to the fore in a not very good light. But see, I can't watch the WNBA. I, I, I'm a basketball guy from way back. You know, go New York Knicks, 1970. I can't watch the WNBA. To me, this is like watching, going to the playground and watching, you know, I, I'm going to get myself in trouble, you know, a basketball game on West 4th Street or something like that. I don't want to see that basketball. I want to see the big boys at Madison Square Garden. But, you know, he, he, he spoke his mind. A good golfer, by the way. I didn't, I didn't mention that. This guy could play. I saw some uh, video. He's an older guy now, but he had his day. But, you know, I, I, I don't see anything that he said that wasn't his truth. And if you hire someone to, to pontificate on the radio, wouldn't you want him to be at least honest about certain things and, and not have to pull punches all the time? I, 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 absolutely. And he tweeted after that controversy, but before he was fired, he tweeted, the fact that I can't relate to the WNBA does not make me sexist in any way. All you haters should listen to the whole segment where I completely glorified women's golf, which I love to cover. Uh, thanks for listening. Now, that wasn't good enough. Uh, he was let go by the Sirius XM, and I think personally that that was way uh, inappropriate. Even if his comments went too far, 
I do not think that that is a country mile within a fireable offense. Craig, if you look, if you look back, well, number one, if you say a thousand words, a couple of those words aren't going to be too nice, and that's the essence of of, of talk radio. Sure. That's what it's supposed to be all about. It's supposed to stir the pot a little bit. But sometimes when you talk off the cuff the way uh, Mark did in this case, you get yourself in trouble in the cancel culture. And, you know, you see, when you try to apologize, this is this is always a bad move. One can never apologize for these kind of remarks because it just snowballs and it makes everything worse. Mm, uh, That is uh, absolutely uh, that is absolutely for sure. One of the areas where we've heard a, uh, a great deal about uh, wokeness or political correctness has been the the world of comedy. Uh, Have you seen a change in uh, comedians and their performances to sort of uh, contour to the present era in which we're living in? Now I'll paint with that broad brush. I'll say that they're not what they used to be talking about when I hearken back to a Richard Pryor and a George Carlin. I'll say that, you know, you're going to see a show, if you're going to see stand-up, that's kind of tepid, kind of you see them actually, uh, can I say, pussyfooting around up there, not doing, uh, not really touching on these very, um, you know, sensitive issues anymore. Uh, our friend Seinfeld uh, doesn't do the circuit anymore. He doesn't do uh, colleges anymore for a good reason. Uh, uh, Dave Chappelle got himself in trouble for a few remarks that he made. And if you heard Chappelle's remarks, they, they were pretty, you know, you could take them in a bad way. But again, Frank, when you when you leave that show, when you're going to see a play, you're going to see comedians, cutting edge people up there on stage. You want to leave talking about it. You want to say, you know, did you hear that? And you want to have that that nice talk at the dining, uh, the dining room table afterwards about what you just saw. If everybody's watching every word they say, you're not going to have that talk. and uh, in effect, you're going to have a terrible, terrible uh, time when you go out and try to be entertained because these these people's creative juices can't be flowing. Well, uh, that is uh, that is very, very true. Hey, uh, one of the stories, one of the cases here in New York that's getting a great deal of attention is this Sarah Palin libel lawsuit against the New York Times. Uh, it's being heard right here in Manhattan right now. And uh, it uh, I don't know, it, it's a pretty interesting case. How do you see this case playing out, Ralph? It's very difficult to prove that the New York Times had uh, wanted to defame her character. They, they knew. In other words, Frank, they have to prove that they knew that they were going to destroy this woman. And, and that, that was their goal, I should say. They, they want, that was, that's what they wanted to do. I'm printing this story in order to derail Palin as best I can. But later on, the Times came out and said, of course, a mistake. And, you know, I, I, I don't like Palin. I think she's a dodo bird. But what do I know? But she's but she actually uh, she can't win this because it's so difficult to prove. Uh, I think they call it uh, actual malice. And that was a standard. And I think the Sullivan standard back in 1964, I believe, was set that it, to protect uh, an entity like the New York Times uh, so they can criticize public figures like Palin. But uh, in order for her to prove, prove it, she'd have to do 
really uh, go about her business and her lawyers, actually, in a very stringent way. And it'd be difficult to do. I think she loses out in this case. Interesting. It was a pretty glaring falsehood that they printed about her, though, that there was this clear link between a a map circulated by Palin's uh, political action committee and this uh, shooting involving Gabby Giffords. I mean, you'd think uh, that that's the kind of thing that they would at least check before printing. Well, now I'll tell you my personal opinion on that, since you said it. Something mentioned, I don't remember the quote, but the crosshairs, right? We got her and we get them in the crosshairs. I, I, whenever I hear those kind of references, references, I shudder. I say to myself, man, that's, that's rough. You cannot. In fact, going back to Mark Live for a minute, I think for the very fact that he mentioned guns and I'll shoot myself and this type of thing, that was even more egregious to these people, and that's why he got canned more so than anything else. So when you start, when you start, when you play with that fire, you're going to get burned. And uh, I, I don't like her remarks. I thought they were, uh, yeah, I, I didn't care for them. I thought they could be taken many, many ways by some lunatic. And, and for for Gabby, uh, it, it actually happened, and that was a shame. But I don't think that she prompted it. I really don't. All right, Ralph, it is always a treat to talk with you. I'll look forward to our next conversation, even if it's not in studio and only on the phone. Hey, Craig, I'm going to try to get there. I really would. So I, I like that that kind of thing that you do. I've heard it a couple of times. It's, it's fabulous. I appreciate the invite whenever you have me on. Well, thank you, Ralph. We'll look forward to having you on again soon. Thank you. Ralph Romeo, ladies and gentlemen. He is a treasure in New York, even if he's no longer in Manhattan. Hey, you uh, you know what else is a treasure? 15 seconds of fame. We are going to bring that to you next. If you want to comment on any subject, any topic for 15 seconds where we do not screen the calls for content, call us now, 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-WABC. 15 seconds of fame, straight ahead. WABC.